Neither of us turned our microphones on. (laughs) Turn yours on. Hold on. There we go. There she is. There it is. There's a cold open for you. We still remember how to do this. We swear. (laughs) In the past two weeks, we've forgotten. it's, It's true every time. Every week when we do this... Katie's got to go to the closet, find the iPhone bricks. Uh, yeah. No, I had an iPhone brick prepared. Okay. I uh, had to find batteries this time. All, every time Katie has to get up and find an iPhone brick, batteries, or a new card because the card she has is full. Yeah. Or because the card I had, I took to work and left it there. Yeah. So this time we forgot to turn mics on. At some point, I will just have this set up by the time you come over. No, you won't. <laughs> no, I won't. No. No. It's part of the routine. It's like the warm-up. That's true. That's true. That's, it's the part where we actually get to hang out and talk with each other before we exactly talk about something preordained. It is It is like the vocal warm-up you do backstage before a show. <laughs> <laughs> like in high school me, musical. Me, 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 me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's our vocal warm-up. What happened this week? Oh, this happened. Whatever. <laughs> Stuff you guys don't care about. I forgot that you had the print copy of the book. You got it as your book of the month, it appears. I did. The cover is very cute. It is very cute. I mean, I feel like we say that all the time, but this yeah. one is, it is very cute. It is very wintry. They are holding cones of gelato. Which in front of a snow globe. Do not appear to be vanilla. This man is not what I pictured Gio to look like at all. Nope. Uh, I don't think Josie Silver ever mentions him having a beard. Or if she did, I did not clock it. I don't remember. But you know that I just, like, don't, I completely disregard the description of a character and just picture him however I feel like it. This one, I definitely did picture Jeremy Allen White again. Oh, I have to, he's Italian! Uh, I pictured him being more expressly Italian than Jeremy Allen White. Yeah, well, I pictured him being a more Italian Jeremy Allen White. Okay, that's reasonable. Like... Uh, honestly kind of a mix between Austin and Jeremy Allen White. Austin's Italian for the people who don't know. I pictured him like like not not like what what word am I trying to say? Like not not gruff. I pictured him a little like Jeremy Allen White is like super gruff Mm -hmm. and like kind of dirty hot. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. And I pictured like Gio being like more kind of refined looking refined is not the right word but you know what like more clean cut i guess no i understand what you mean yeah yeah um oh my god i didn't tell you i don't think mm -hmm. uh speaking of italians when we were in new york we stayed around the corner from the carlos bakery that's on times square (laughs) and so we would pass it every time we would go to port authority and one time we were passing by and this family of italian tourists came up to it and went Hey! <laughs> at Carlos? Yes! I started chattering like in Italian. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That's amazing. Because every time we would walk by, too, we would go, hey, hey. the kick boys. <laughs> That's so funny. And we did almost go in and try to get a pastry on our last morning, but we were running behind. So, yeah. Alas. It's also huge. Yeah. And then we did do a nice Wikipedia deep dive of what he's been up to. Yeah, he is not super well regarded. No. <laughs> also, he crushed his hand in his home bowling alley. Did you know that? 
No. Yeah, it was gruesome. They had to, like, get him out of there. But he recovered 95% of functionality in his hand. How the mighty have fallen. Truly. But this book is about gelato. (laughs) Not cake. (laughs) Not cake, boss. A a much nicer Italian man. (laughs) A much nicer Italian man with a much nicer Italian family. Yes. So we haven't even mentioned the book that we're talking about, but presumably you clicked on this episode and listened to it and saw what the title of the episode is. But we're talking about A Winter in New York by Josie Silver. Yes, which... Josie Silver is British, and this one is set in New York, but our heroine is also British. Yes, she is a whatever the British version of expat is, whatever the opposite of an expat is. Damn it, I can't. Ex-Brit. Ex- <laughs> ex- ex- I don't Brit. know. I don't know. Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's exactly. not wrong. No, it's not wrong. She's British and she exited. This is Brexit. Yep. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, and also, she looks like Zoe Deschanel, apparently, which multiple Allegedly. people say. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think of it? You finished it, what, today? Yesterday? Two hours ago. Nice. I had a lot to read today. Did you? Yeah. I read like 200 pages today. Nice. Yeah. For the listeners, I was in Houston this week for work, and which I do every month. And I am always... It seems to line up very well with our recording schedule, which like... Isn't great. And I'll like start the book before I leave. And I'm like, okay, I have all this time to finish it. And then I get to Houston and I don't read. Yeah. And then I come back and I'm like, shit. Now I got 200 pages to read. Yeah. And we had more of a drop dead deadline this week because I yeah. am insanely busy for the next five days. Yes. So it was good motivation and it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but I did read 200 pages of it today. You know, that's a great Friday activity. A great way to end your week. Oh, I got a new couch. I got my reading corner all set up on that couch. It's lovely. It was kind of gloomy outside today. So it was yep. great. I got Worst up early. to have to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got up early and I did it on my lunch break and it was fine. Nice. Yeah, I finished it, I don't know, day before yesterday, I think. Yeah. I liked it, though. I read it I read it really quickly. Yeah. I kind. Of, it's like an easy, like it's not like a short book, but it's easy to like read quickly, I guess. Yeah, I did not feel like I was slogging through it, even though I did have a big chunk of it to read today. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel... I didn't have to speed read it, I guess. Right. Like, some of the... Sometimes when I... Sometimes when I have to leave reading to the last minute on these, I'll have to, like, speed read a little mm-hmm. bit. And this one, I did not feel like I was speed reading. I still felt like I was reading it and taking it in and, like, enjoying it. So, so it does, like, go quickly. Yeah. And this book was kind of on theme for our last few books, honestly, which is like a lot going on, but not a lot actually happening. Like winter in general, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like people live in their lives in New York City. People live in their lives. <laughs> and telling big fucking lies. Yes. All right. So let's start. Yeah. Do you want to read the blurb? I don't think we read the blurb last time, so. I'll read the blurb. Okay. When Iris decides to move to New York City to restart her life, she realizes she underestimated how big the Big Apple really is. All the nostalgic movies set in New York she'd watched with her mom while eating their special secret recipe gelato didn't quite do it justice. But Bobby, Iris's best friend, isn't about to let her hide away. He drags her to a famous autumn street fair in Little Italy, and as they walk among the food stalls, a little family-run... Gelateria? Sure. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll ask Austin. Yeah. Uh, remember when the Trattoria Trattoria <laughs> debacle? Yeah, this is that again. Uh, Gelateria. Gelat- <laughs> Gelateria. 
Anyway, family run, you know, catches her eye. Gelato establishment. Gelato establishment. <laughs> Could it be the same shop that's in the, an old photo of her mother's? Curious, Iris returns the next day and meets the handsome Geo, who tells her that the shop is in danger of closing. His uncle, sole keeper of their family's gelato recipe, is recuperating from a stroke and can no longer remember it, so they can't make more. When Iris samples the last remaining batch, she realizes that their gelato and her gelato are one and the same. But how can she tell them she knows their secret recipe when she's not sure why Gio's uncle might have given it to her mother in the first place? Iris offers her services to help recreate the flavor and soon finds herself falling for Gio and his family. But when Gio's uncle finally recovers, all the secrets Iris has been keeping threaten to ruin the new life and new love she's been building all winter long. I really liked the mystery element of this book. I did too. And I I thought it was going to be more dual perspective than it ended up being. Right. We get these little tiny snippets of her mother meeting Gio's uncle and how she gets the recipe. In uh, like the 80s, 70s? I don't remember. 70s or 80s. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. They had like a, a weekend long fling. And, like, fell deeply in love with each other. And so you get little glimpses of those three days that they knew each other. Which is wild. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, I liked... I think Josie Silver does such a good job of writing romances that also have some other kind of, like, major plot point happening at the Mm -hmm. same time as the romance. Mm -hmm. Which is always something I really enjoy about her books. Yeah. But also, if we're talking about Josie Silver... This did not wreck me the way I was expecting it to. No, I didn't cry. Yeah, me neither. I didn't cry. One day in December ruined my life, as mm-hmm. I've said before. And you really liked one of her other ones that was... I've already forgotten the name of it. I think it's on this back sleeve. Uh, one Night on the Island. Oh, yeah. I did I did really like that one. Did that one did kind of wreck me. Yeah, that one also ruined your life? Yeah, not as like severely as one day in december but i don't think any romance novel has wrecked me the way that one day in december did that's fair yeah Yeah. Uh, but she does there is like heavy shit in this book yes super heavy shit so yes um so warning yeah trigger warning um for uh gosh like domestic violence uh yeah death of a parent death of a spouse emotional abuse emotional abuse Duh. yeah there's a lot of heavy shit in this yeah. book <laughs> no, nothing that's like yeah you know kind of just like a vague content warning yeah the, there's only one part that is like really deeply upsetting at the end but the rest of it is mostly off page yeah um so the book starts on valentine's day in new york in a bookstore and it's like it's like the end of book lovers i know they- i was thinking that <laughs> I just realized that. I was thinking that. Where they read Geo and Iris, except we don't know it's Geo, but obviously it's going to be Geo because right. he's there, reach for the same book. and There's only one copy. There's only one copy. And it sounds like it's a romanticy. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, oh, Iris. Wow, look at that. A romanticy girly. And they kind of like joke around a little bit, but she's really mad because she wants this book and he's not going to give it to her. And... And she makes some joke about like how like oh you're not going to understand it because you need to have read all of the other like previous books and he like proves to her that he has read them. Yeah. 
she like tries to sell him on uh oh shit what is it the the it's it's like a jack ryan oh yeah yeah uh jack reacher jack reacher jack reacher book yeah. yes they're all the same. Yeah. Jack Ryan, Jack Reacher could not tell you what the difference is, except one has John Krasinski. <laughs> and then Jack Reacher's Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two, two guys. <laughs> That's all I know. I don't know who they are or what they do. I, I just know. know the men that portray them. Yep. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He doesn't buy it. She says something really snotty to him, and then he says something snotty back, and... She's wearing a ring on her ring finger that I would not suspect was a wedding ring. Yeah. If I was a person. Yeah. The way she describes it, it doesn't see it like it's just like a ring. It's like a ring. Yeah. It's like a heart signet ring. Yeah. Which I want one. Yeah. By the way. And she's blurts out that her husband is dead. Which he is not. She does not have and never had a husband. He's not dead. Dead or alive. Yeah. And she doesn't get her book and runs away. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so flash forward six, seven months later, um, Iris has fallen into a better, a better point of life where yeah. she's, she's the chef of a noodle restaurant. Which I, I kept thinking like, I really fucking want noodles. Right? There was not even that much description of the food, but every time they mentioned a noodle house, I was like, should I order Madame Ma'am's? <laughs> I know. And it's called like the Very Tasty Noodle House. And when I was in Houston, I got Mala mm. and I got Dan Dan noodles. And mm. God, I fucking love those noodles. Shout out to Mala. But yeah, the whole time I was reading it, I did want noodles. Yeah. Also. And she is best friends with the owner of the restaurant and like the owner of the building. Yeah. And they like all live above the restaurant. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, it sounds like ideal. Yeah. She has There's a cat that belongs to everyone. Everyone and just hangs out. His name's Smirnoff. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not a cat person necessarily, but I love a good cat character in a book, and Smirnoff is a good cat character. Smirnoff is a good cat ter- cat character. He's just there. Yeah. At one point somebody asks her and is like, Do you have a cat? And she's like, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, not yes, not no. <laughs> like yeah he's there when he's there yeah i, I share him with many other people with many others yeah <laughs> he's a group cat i don't yeah. know yeah yeah so basically iris has spent the last year ish in like building her life in new york because she's recovering from not a dead husband but a very shitty ex-boyfriend yes and we don't know that much about the relationship at this point but it kind of unravels to be shown that he was like super controlling and like emotionally and mentally abusing her which you kind of get sprinkles of that like you get a feeling of it at the beginning but it kind of unravels itself throughout yeah the book he uh kind of early on she's like he's not dead i wish he was dead but he's not dead (laughs) yeah he's like he's he's dead to me yeah 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 um so yeah her basically the first thing that like really actually happens is that as mentioned in the blurb they go to this like italian street fair for some important italian holiday it's called something but it's left my brain i don't remember it had some kind of name i don't know um and they eat like a shit ton of food because they're both food people god yeah this part of the book made me very hungry i know yeah and then iris 
Okay, can I just say that I pictured her as Kate Winslet because Ooh. of the name Iris? No. And I know that's not what she looks like, but I was thinking of that's Kate Winslet's character in The Holiday. Oh. And so that's all I could picture <laughs> I just kind of pictured her as faceless. Yeah. Which is a lot of times, I think, how it goes for me. True. I don't always, like, I feel like when I read romance novels, I don't, like, necessarily, like, if I'm reading, like, fantasy books, I, like, kind of picture the characters because mm-hmm. I have to really think hard about, like, what's happening in whatever world I'm yeah. in. But a lot of times when I read romances, I don't have, like, a like a little play happening in my head, necessarily. Right. No, same. Unless it's something that I'm, like, kind of having a hard time picturing or something, and then I have to think harder about it. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're at this festival, and she spots this, like, really beautiful door that she recognizes and she can't like place where she knows it from and then she realizes that it's like in one of her mom's photo albums Mm -hmm. then later on she's looking at the photo album and like sees it and it's the door to this gelato place and she doesn't really react doesn't tell bobby goes home and looks at this photo album and is like well that's fucking weird Because she doesn't know that much about her mom's time in New York. And her mom was, like, a musician, touring, and, like, loved New York. And that's part of why Iris came here in the first place. Mm -hmm. So they – she and her mom have this gelato recipe that they have, like, never given anyone else. It's super secret. And it's apparently the best gelato in the entire world. I was really bummed that it was vanilla. Not that I don't. Me too. I don't know if I've never had. I don't. I don't know if I've ever had vanilla gelato because who orders vanilla gelato? Right. I had the same thought. I was like, no, that's that's not the one I would. Get. I would. I one. I expected it to be like more Italian. I guess right, like pistachio or something. Yeah, you know? or, or like the one at Dolce Neve where it's like slightly lemony. Oh it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh god, I thought yeah. it was gonna be like that, but no, this one's just vanilla. I always get pistachio at Mandolas. Mm. Well, I do like pistachio. So anyway, so. She finds the photo in her photo album mm-hmm. of this the man. The door. Yeah, of the door and this man. And, oh, it's the gelato shop. So the next day, she goes back to the gelato shop. Because it was closed yeah, it was the clo- night before. Right. Which is weird. Bobby's like, that's weird because normally it's open and there's like a line around the block or whatever. Right. And they only make vanilla gelato. Also weird. How are they in business? I don't know. Don't understand it. They have a lot of toppings, apparently, but... Only vanilla gelato. That part was very exciting for me because then I got really fired up about it because I was like, you know what? If they have that many toppings, I'm on board. You know, I do love a topping. Yeah. On just vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Because I also do the thing where I like to stir my ice cream up so it's really soft. Me (gasps) too. So many people have told me I'm really weird for doing that. Yeah. Because as soon as I get like a bowl of ice cream, I just like start whipping it around. I do too. I like it too. My my dad puts milk in his ice cream for that reason. Oh. Mm smart mm-hmm. smart but it's like soft serve yep. you know not not enough appreciation for soft serve yeah i do the same thing especially if i put chocolate syrup in it oh yes oh my god, god i really want ice cream Fuck. <laughs> okay so anyway <laughs> so she goes back to the gelato shop and she meets geo and he's there and they she- don't recognize each other straight no. away no i don't think so it's not like in that. Mo- I it might be that day, but it's not like Immediate. on site. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they start talking, and 
he tells her that they're not making gelato right now because it's a super secret family recipe. Only two people in the family are allowed to know it. One is his uncle who runs the shop and he's just had a stroke and can't remember the recipe. I think he says the other one is like another uncle who like doesn't really remember it. And I'm like, you guys didn't plan very well yeah. for this. Like, come on. It's irresponsible. It's really irresponsible. Also, like, the idea is that like two people have it because if something happens to one person, then there's someone else who knows it. What if those pe- two people are together and something happens yeah. to them? Like, put it, write it down, put it in a safe and like, write the code down for the safe and put it somewhere else. Exactly. In a safety deposit box or something. Also, if the second person is somebody who's not there very often and is notoriously flighty. Yeah. Maybe don't make him the second person. Yeah. Maybe. Also, also, it seems like Gio and his sister Sophia are the two main people running the gelato shop. So why are they not one of the two people that knows the recipe? Exactly. Great questions all around. Why are old people holding the keys to the recipe? Why wouldn't you have one older person and one younger person? This is a great metaphor for the state of society. (laughs) Why do old people have all the keys to the gelato? Yeah, why do old people? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing against old people, but they be forgetting stuff. They do be forgetting. (laughs) They be having strokes. Yeah, it happens. Clearly. It happens. So they're not selling gelato right now. Yeah, because they can't, they don't know how to make it. Yeah. And they get to talking and somehow Gio's like, we have three tubs left Mm -hmm. of the original gelato. And he gives Iris some to try. And because Iris tells him that she's like a chef. Yeah. And I think like kind of offers like, oh, I make gelato. Like, Mm -hmm. Let me let me try it. Maybe maybe I can end up helping. And she tries it's it. Just like the episode of Friends when Monica's trying to figure out Phoebe's grandma's recipe. Oh my god! And it turns out being the one on the Nestle. back of the Nestle Tolaos. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about. I just watched, I just that. watched that. Yeah, episode. Nestle. <laughs> it's the one on the back of the chocolate chip bag um they're on like batch 36 that's basically what this book is yeah 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 so she tries it and she's like oh shit Mm -hmm. it's the exact same it's the exact same so now there's the mystery of how did her british mother end up with the secret family recipe of this like little gelato shop in new york yep and also in this first meeting Geo tells her his wife is dead. Uh-huh. So then Iris, Iris is, is like, like, fuck. I can never tell him I don't have a dead husband. And just she makes a bad decision in this moment. Yeah, because he's like, let's never speak of it again. And she's like, great idea. Not, I'm so sorry. I was having a really bad day. I had a really shitty relationship. And I wish he was dead, but he's not. Yeah, and I was just being a dick. Like, Yeah, that's... That's what you do, guys. Right. Yeah. You don't, I don't know, wait until you fall in love with the person and then have to tell them. Yeah. It's 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 better to look like a jerk for a minute and then uh, make up for it later. Yeah. I have beef with it. We'll get to it later. I really liked this book, but I had a big problem with this. Mm. <laughs> yes. We'll discuss the ethics of yeah, this book. I had a big fucking problem with this because it made it hard for me to enjoy a lot of the book because yeah. I was like, why does she not feel worse about this? I know. Because it didn't come up that much. 
Okay, so we gotta keep going. Yeah, so we can talk. So about- I, I this is I got so stuck on this. I, no, that's fair. We're gonna we're gonna discuss lots of ethics. I'm yeah. sure. So she does offer to help figure out what the recipe is. Yeah. Also, I am kind of like Geo should know more than he does. Right, because what is he doing at the shop? Right, is he just serving it? I don't. Is he never watching? Yeah, wouldn't you have picked up on it over time? Something. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I got no idea. So Yeah, so she shows up basically every morning because presumably she works like evenings at the noodle joint. Yeah, she's got a really nice schedule going on Yeah. Here. She has Mondays off. Yeah, she has Mondays we off. We find that out. Yeah. <laughs> she's got Mondays off. Otherwise, she's slinging noodles at the very tasty noodle house. And making gelato in the mornings. Yes. So... This book is very uh, slice of lifey, perhaps mm-hmm. as the title A Winter in New York implies. So as they embark on figuring out the gelato, she's like nudging him in the right direction, but like never close enough because she knows this recipe by heart. She right. makes it all the time. Right. So she like deliberately gets it wrong, but is gradually getting it closer and closer to right because yeah. she knows that eventually she's going to have to like... A, either reveal her secret that she has the recipe, or B, just, like, pretend to accidentally get it exactly right. Yeah, and she doesn't want to reveal the recipe because she worries it will basically tear the family apart. That uh, Santo, the uncle Mm -hmm. who had the stroke, gave the recipe to somebody. Right, which this is a reasonable lie to me. Like, you're protecting... You don't like know the family fa- yeah. exactly. You don't yeah. know the family dynamics quite yet, and you don't want to fuck fuck up someone's like familial relationships. Yeah, for a reason that like this feels at this point in the book, it feels like a very low stakes lie. Yes, it becomes higher stakes, but it yes early on it feels low stakes. Yes, so yeah, she's going over there like every morning. She has this little gelato maker, and that she takes over there, and so they can make like smaller batches instead of giant. Exactly. Ones. Um, the shop, again, is continuing not to sell gelato because they only sell vanilla gelato. They, like, serve coffee and, like, other... Coffee and pastries and yeah. stuff. Um, also really wanted a pastry when I was reading this. Yep. And I also kept thinking, like, I bet that's a really good cup of coffee. <sighs> I yep. know. Because um, I read most of this book during my, like, morning reading time. Ugh. Yep. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, like... We're kind of just with them, like, every day, mostly every day. And then there are, like, some kind of, like, skips ahead in time, Mm -hmm. like, over the course of weeks or whatever. But but really a good part of the book is, like, you know, a bunch of the other, like, family members just kind of start coming through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, specifically Gio's sister, Sophia, who also works at the gelato shop. But then there's, like, a billion other sisters yeah i don't this is like friends it's like joey and all his sisters i did think about joey and all his sisters (laughs) and then uh geo's daughter Mm -hmm. who's 15 and her name is bella and she plays piano and so iris kind of gets tangled up in that yeah there's a piano in the shop that bella practices on i am also like how big is this shop also how talented is Iris? She can do everything. She really she can. can sing. She can play piano. She's a chef. She makes noodles. She makes noodles. <laughs> yeah, so she's kind of getting like entrenched with this family. And she does start to feel guilty about the recipe situation. She does. So about halfway through the book, she and Gio start a lowercase r relationship. Yeah, they're canoodling. 
I don't remember the first time they kissed. It was after a family event. Yes. And it was before 50% in the book. It was page 160-ish. Nice. I yeah. that. It was like, I think in the 40-something percent. Yeah. I didn't clock it exactly, but I remember thinking, oh, it's kind of early. Oh, it's after, so Maria is the matriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. And- Santo's wife. Yes. And Gio is like their adopted son. Like all of his sisters are Maria and Santo's children. And then Gio's dad was in the band with Iris's mother. Yeah, so, which she finds out at some somewhere around the the yeah first third to middle of the bookish. Yeah, and Maria, the first time she meets Iris, invites her to big family Italian dinner, and Iris. And Gio go home at the same time. Bella conveniently stays behind at mm. her grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. And then Yeah, the family kind of does the like, why doesn't she stay here? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yes. And so Gio walks Iris home and then they make out on the front porch. It's a very hot make out. This is a horny book. This is a horny book. Hornier than the other Josie Silver books I've read. Yeah, I was a little surprised. They were all kind of like a little bit fade to black. They were very quick sex yeah, scenes. Yeah. But there were numerous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, these two are really wanting to bang it out. Yeah, and then basically they fall into this pattern where every Monday night they do. Yep. Because <laughs> that's that's when Iris is off of work. Yeah, and I was like, you guys aren't very good at hiding this. There's no way this one, his kid hasn't picked up on what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like suspiciously you're gone every Monday. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So and 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 this woman's here at the gelato shop every day. Like, give me a break. Yeah, come on. Your kid's fifteen, not five. No. Yeah. Even a five year old would pick up on that. Yeah. (laughs) Bella seems smart enough. Yeah. So when Iris is involved or like, you know, singing with Bella, who is a very apparently a very good piano player. Bella asked her to be in her school talent show with yeah, her. Yeah, because she wants to, like, show up some other girl, which I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, excellent idea. But it is very funny that she's like, hey, random woman who's helping at my dad's gelato shop, you want to be in my high school talent show with me? Yeah, because Iris, like, sang with, like, this busker in the park and went, like, low-key viral mm-hmm. online. Um, And so Bella's kind of like, A, you're a really good singer, and B, you're, like, semi-internet famous yeah so like the kids at school are gonna love this yes but like why is a grown-ass woman allowed to compete in a school talent show (laughs) that feels like the the deck is stacked a little bit a little bit she's had a lot of time to practice yeah but they go like she goes viral like again yeah i am also like how good is this woman there's a lot of singers on the internet but Allegedly, she sounds like she has like a like a Joan Jett kind of thing going on, apparently. Sure. Apparently. But apparently she goes viral again and her terrible ex finds the video and reaches out to Bella. And yeah, because Bella puts the video of them performing together on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And reaches out to Bella and is like, I don't, I don't know, ask for Iris's contact. And Bella, being 15, gives it to him. Right. He says something like, oh, I'm like an old friend trying to get in touch or something. Yeah. And then starts sending texts or emails, texts, texts text to Iris, like being a fucking weirdo. This man is so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. 
So then, like, around this time when he starts texting her, we kind of start to learn, like, how bad their relationship really was. Like, he wouldn't let her leave the house. Like, Mm -hmm. he, like, took her phone away, right? Like, wouldn't let her go grocery shopping. Like, just, like, crazy controlling stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I think she had said that they got together, like, not long after her mom died. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know, I, it was a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So that's why she left. That's why she's in New York because mm-hmm. she just like escaped London in that terrible relationship and was just like, I'm out and left with like a suitcase and ended up at the noodle shop. Yeah. And so now like she's like panicking that he's going to find her, but like still kind of going about her life because like what else is she supposed to do? Right. And she's also like, I don't want this man to have power over me and I don't want to just like be in fear all the time like fuck this guy yep so she tries to get him to like leave her alone um obviously he doesn't listen because people like that don't listen somewhere around this time Gio's dad shows up yes Felipe yeah um and he's like kind of one of those people that is just like he'll just appear out of nowhere and stay for a while and then disappear again He's like Rory's dad on Gilmore Girls. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like he seems to like be like a nice person and loves his kid, just like doesn't really want to be a dad. Exactly. Yeah. But he clocks Iris like immediately because she looks exactly like her mom, Mm -hmm. which she says a lot. And so Felipe shows up at the noodle house like the next day and is like, I know who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is like, does anybody else know? And she's like, no and he brings up like a really good point which is like santo is like recovering from his stroke and about to like come home Mm -hmm. and felipe's really nervous about what it might do to him if he sees her because he's so fragile from like being sick and so which is like totally valid right she's kind of unintentionally wreaking havoc on this family Mm -hmm. and to your point, doesn't seem to feel that bad about it. I know. That's the thing. No, well, actually, she does carry some guilt about the recipe. Like, she talks about feeling guilty about, like, the recipe and not telling the truth about that. She does not talk enough about feeling guilty about lying about having a dead husband. That's yeah. the thing that I got really upset about. Yeah. Yeah, and so Felipe is like, you got to tell him the truth soon or like I'm going to because like Gio's clearly in love with you. You're going to break his heart the way that your mom broke Santo's heart and like they deserve to know the truth. And she's like, you're right. Like, yeah. She says that he's like nice about it, but it, he is very firm of like, you got to tell him. Yeah, and he gives her like a deadline of like New Year's Eve. Of course, it's New Year's Eve. Of course, yeah. yeah. So she's like, I'm going to wait until the last possible second. I'm My like, God. Girlfriend. Please. And so she's like, pre- she's kind of revving up to do that. And then this was kind of weird. Uh, So she's at the gelato shop one of those mornings and Sophia and Gio leave her to like nothing's going on and then felipe and santo show up yeah because it's like santo is supposed to come into the gelato shop later that day because the idea is like maybe if he's in the gelato shop it'll like jog his memory mm-hmm. um and so the family's like preparing for him to come in later in the day and then like felipe's explanation is like oh he wanted to come early because he didn't want to like have all these people here 
Yeah. And like feel stressed or whatever. Also valid. Totally valid. But Santo also clocks Iris immediately and to his credit responds fairly well to the whole thing. Yeah, he does. I think she kind of explains, if I'm remembering correctly, like, Oh, because the first time Felipe came, he was like, what do you want? Like, money? And she's like, no, this was, like, truly a coincidence. Yeah. And Felipe believes her and is like, oh, okay. But, like, you still got to tell the truth. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you aren't here to blackmail us or something. But right. still. And, yeah, Sancho's, like, pretty nice and, like, reasonable. And, you know, it, it, it goes fairly well, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, he's just like, this is very weird and upsetting. At some point... And I think it may be around this point, uh, Iris tries to break up with Gio, and then he, like, shows up at her house later, and she's like, well, guess it didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) So. Also somewhere around this time, in one of, I can't remember if it was, like, it, it was, like, the second to last, like, flashback piece. We learned that the reason that Santo gave Iris's mom the recipe was to show, like, how much he cared for her and trusted her Mm -hmm. and he was like if like it's meant to be like when you're ready you'll like bring the recipe back and give it back to me and like that will be like when we reunite or whatever yeah and so which is silly but you know sure he's a man in love they knew each other for three days the whole thing is a little silly yeah yeah so that's we learned that that's how she ended up with it in the first place. And the only person she ever gave it to was Iris. Right. And made Iris swear to never give it to anybody else. And Iris has followed followed that very strictly. Yeah. So then there's this kind of like one of the two culmination of events is at this like family part. Is it Christmas? It's what? Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. They're all together at the family's house like and – Iris gives the, like, napkin with the recipe written on it back to Santo, which I'm like, that's a nice little... She didn't even know that, like, the thing was to give it back to him, Mm -hmm. and then she does, so that's kind of nice. And then Santo is like, you can never tell them. Yeah. Because it's going to, like, break Maria's heart or whatever, because in one of the flashbacks, we learned that Santo was already, like, kind of dating Maria it was very early in right. their relationship. They were seeing each other. Right, yeah. And he was, like, considering a future, basically. I think their families had met or something yeah. like that. Yeah, And so, yeah, he's like, A, you can't tell because it'll break my wife's heart. And B, you, like, it'll ruin my family because they can't know that I, like, gave this recipe away. Like, that's, yeah. like, the number one biggest, most important thing in our family. Which is fucked up that he asks her to do this. Yeah. And he basically asks her to leave mm-hmm. and like break up with Gio. And never come back. And, yeah. yeah. And she's like, he's right. <laughs> Which, okay. But she, uh, she she's she's kind of like fulfilled her purpose, she right. feels like, of like. She gave the recipe back. Yeah. Like, we don't know if Santo ever actually remembers it, but now he has the recipe, so like, right. it's fine. Uh, and so she goes back to her apartment and packs all her shit up mm-hmm. and goes to live in Felipe's storage unit <laughs> for two days, which is weird. 
Felipe had taken her to his storage unit like earlier in the book and showed her all this stuff that he had from when he was in a band with her mom, which yeah, was really nice. Like a video of her mom and stuff like that. It was it was a really nice moment. Yeah. And then as she was about to leave, he like slips her a Christmas card and is like it has the key in it. And it's like if you need somewhere to crash for a couple days, which I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't she just go home? Yeah, is she not allowed to live in her own apartment anymore? Yeah, I I don't know. That was kind of weird. Also, imagine sleeping in a windowless storage unit for two days. It was really uh, stressful to think about this. I I was, like, getting secondhand upset. I, I think about this a lot because I think there are more people who live in storage units than we probably realize. Oh, sure. I think about it every time because there's that one across the street. I think about it all the time. (laughs) If you live in a storage unit, let us know. (laughs) Or if you know someone who does. Or did. Or did, yeah. For any point of time. Yeah. But I do believe you that, and I agree. I think that's one of those things we don't think about that happens more than you think. Right. And it makes sense. Yeah. But it is also like, girl, you had other options. Mm -hmm. Also, like, Bobby and his husband are on vacation and they, like, left her the key and they were like, you can hang out in our apartment. And she's like, no, I'm going to go stay in the storage unit. Yeah, if you want to change the scenery, just go stay somewhere. Like, I understand. I definitely understand, like, when, you know, because she even said, like, earlier on in the book of, like, like, I can never get rid of this couch now because, like, we have memories on this couch or something. So, like, I feel like it was probably because she was, like, her apartment reminded her of Geo and she like wanted to get out of there, which I can totally understand. Been there before, but a storage unit is not the answer. Like, you seem like you have a pretty good job. Just get a little hotel room for the night. Yeah. You know, you have a little staycation. It. Yeah. She can probably afford it. Yeah. Go somewhere nice for a couple days. Yeah. Go yeah. on a little trip. I don't know. Some, not the storage unit. Yeah. There are options. Yes. Geo finds her at the storage unit and is like, Oh, because she left him a note. Yes, she left him a letter admitting that she did not have a dead husband and admitting also that Bella got involved with her terrible ex. This was horrifying to me. Yeah. That she told him this through a note and hadn't told him earlier. Right, because his daughter could be an actual danger. Yes, that was horrifying to me where it was like, my abusive ex messaged her, she's not in any physical danger, don't worry. And it's like, We glossed over that real fast. Yeah, and, like, the second that this kid is in danger, that should trump your, like, self-protection, I lied about a dead husband and don't want to fuck this up. Like, the kid should come first. Like, the second that happens, she should have been like, okay, look, I lied to you about this. We can talk about that later and argue about it later. But, like, here's the, like, immediate problem. Yes, like, this you have to know about. Yeah. Like, that's... That was wild. And she doesn't talk to Bella about it beyond just being like, hey, if anyone messages you, like, don't message them back. Yeah, she says something like, oh, it's some guy from school and he's trying to invite me to something. I'm not going. But if he messages you again, just block him. Yeah, like, Bella's not a child. Like, she is a child. But, like, she's 15. Like, you can tell her, like, hey, this is, like, not a very nice person. And um, you really need to stay away from them. Like, teenagers are smart. Yes. Like, they know stranger danger on the internet. Yes. Probably better than we do. Yes. And, like, should she have given, like, if, if this happens to you, don't hand out people's phone numbers. Right. But, like, she's also 15. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, nah, she's smart, 
But she's still 15. Exactly. But she's, yeah. she's smart enough to like, or she's mature enough to like deserve to know when she might be in danger. Yes. Um, and and her, so I had a problem with that. Her dad definitely deserves to know when she's in danger. Yes. But he shows up at the storage unit where Iris is living and is like, go home. And he's like, I'm so mad at you, but I want you to be safe. I'm taking you home. And he does. And he even says something like, you don't need to be scared of me. You don't need to run away from me. Yeah. And that was when the storage unit thing made a little more sense of like, maybe Iris is just doing this thing where she feels like she has to escape a quote unquote bad situation, even though it's not, it's not unsafe, but maybe she doesn't, maybe her instincts don't know that it's not unsafe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But there are comfier places to go. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Yeah. So she goes home and- she starts making plans to just like straight up leave New York. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know where to go. I'm going to go to Toronto and packs up her suitcase and is like about to leave. And Gio, when he had dropped her at home after rescuing her from the storage unit, was like, this is not a proper goodbye. If anything, we deserve a proper goodbye. I'll come. If 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 this is over, I'm going to come say goodbye on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. of course. And she's like getting ready she's like not gonna tell anyone she's leaving too and well she's gonna tell bobby because they're supposed to bobby and his husband because they're supposed to get back like later that day on new year's eve so like within a few hours of this yes but as she's waiting for geo to show up for their romantic goodbye uh her abusive ex shows up instead and and like strong arms his way into her apartment yeah is like criticizing everything about her life yes um and yeah she kind of freezes yeah she tells him to leave and he's like no yeah and luckily uh she hears the buzzer go off and it's sophia at her door and then also maria and then then it's bobby and robin his husband yeah, because they're getting home from their cruise or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, hey, there's a lot of people here for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a funny line where Bobby's like through the intercom like, Iris, there's a line of gorgeous people out here for you. <laughs> and she's like up in her apartment like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. And the ex is like, who is this? Like, what's happening? Introduce me to your friends. Yeah. And Bobby knows who he is. And so Iris walks out of <laughs> Her apartment, Adam's following, and they're all just kind of, like, looking at each other, and he makes some snarky, snarky comment and introduces himself, and Bobby drops all his shit and, and just- tackles him. And tackles him. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was so funny. This part I did mentally picture, because, yes. like, I'm like, y'all are just on the sidewalk in New York City. <laughs> I, like, pictured Bobby as, like, this very, like- like a smaller, like very well dressed Korean man. Yeah, yeah. And him just like tackling this like big guy. big dude. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's like mentioned that Adam is like a large man. Yeah, yeah. Adam does fall funny. to the ground, but they make note that like he throws Bobby off of him like very quickly. Yeah, yeah. So then like everyone is getting kind of involved in this. Yeah, kerfuffle. Like, he tries to leave, but he like elbows Sophia and she just like shoulder checks him back and calls him an asshole and then they all start yelling at him and then Gio shows up and 
punches him, which is great. Yeah, and it's kind of this moment where he's like, I really don't want to have to do this, but I am going to punch yeah. this man. He, it says, like, he looks up at the sky and goes, and then just, like, socks the shit out of yeah. him. Which is great. You know, we don't normally condone violence or whatever, but, like. Yeah, some, this is kind of a not. Some people deserve to be punched. Some people deserve to be punched. Yep. And we're glad this man got punched. Yeah. But Iris gets the last word and tells him to eat glass, which is awesome. Yeah. But I did also want her to hit him. I know. I did, too. But, you know, as long as he got punched, I don't care who does it. I know. And there's a very heartwarming moment in it where her terrible ex is, you know, like, you don't have any family. And everyone's like, we're her family. And... And Santo comes forward and it's like a record scratch moment. Like, the crowd goes silent because it's this, like, old, frail man and... He's like, she's she's my family. Yeah. And then one by one. Every, yeah. Hey, this did feel like very cinematic. Yeah. It's a very movie moment for yeah. sure. For sure. This would make a good movie. This would make a good movie. Yeah. But yeah. So I guess presumably that means Santo's over it. Yeah. And Gio's fucking over it, apparently. I guess. And I'm like, this got resolved too quickly. Yeah, they all go up to Robin and Bobby's apartment where it's like a party. Sounds great. And they have champagne. They have, which, man, I would, this sounds great. I know. Punch a guy and you get to have champagne after. Sounds, sounds I awesome. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> but they talk and Gio's like, Santo told us everything about like how he gave the recipe to your mom is not it also kind of lets go that she's known the recipe the whole time yeah which like like i don't care how horny you are geo like your relationship was built on a lie two lies yeah a couple lies one understandable one just really fucking bad yeah i don't think i could get past the dead husband thing yeah. So the book ends. Yeah. They're de- they're still together on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about ethics. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I don't get me wrong. I really I really liked this book. I liked Josie Silver. The lack of resolution around that was really challenging for me and the lack of her inner monologue feeling guilty enough was really challenging for me toward the you know last quarter or whatever of the book. The book does say like oh, like, she had been feeling bad about it for all these months, and I'm like, oh, like, now you say that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, it's, she had reasons for saying it in the moment. Like, they aren't good reasons, mm-hmm. but had very early on she'd been like, hey, I was in this really, really horrible, abusive relationship. It was much easier for me to pretend he was dead. I was having a really bad day. That doesn't excuse it, but, like, here's the explanation. And Gio probably would have been like, well, that's fucking weird. But, like, he probably would have gotten over it. Right. Like, yeah, I'm kind of mad at you because that was, like, kind of, like, insensitive. But, like, whatever. Yeah. You know? And then they could have gone on with their gelato making. Still a little weird, but probably would have, like, resolved itself. Yeah. And, like, the gelato making lie... While technically, like, a quote-unquote bigger lie because it, like, involves the whole family and went on for so long is – I can understand why he got past that one a little easier because it – her reasoning was that she was protecting his family. Yeah. And so that makes sense in terms of her motivations, but – 
I don't know. If I'm Geo, like in my mind, I'm like, what kind of person lies about having a dead husband? Yeah, what kind of person lies about having a dead husband, lets my kid potentially be in danger, and goes months pretending she doesn't know this recipe when she does? Yeah. It's kind of three strikes. Yeah, and I I, I want to give Iris the benefit of the doubt because she's kind of a mess. She's kind of a mess in ways that I sometimes appreciate. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, like, she drinks a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I... I suspect that part of her, like, some of her morally gray decisions, like, if I'm putting myself in Josie Silver's shoes, that's probably the reasoning for her decisions is mm-hmm. because she's she's damaged. Damn. But it still, it still took a little away from the book for me. Yeah, I can understand that. I think it was kind of nice to see a heroine who is a little bit of a mess but also very good at a lot of things that she does yeah and that was kind of nice but i did especially with bella was like ooh, yeah this is really shitty yeah yeah and yeah i don't know i it all does wrap up very quickly and like i'm happy for them because like you want everyone to be happy Right. And I do like Iris and Geo together and I really liked reading their romance and them falling for each other. Like that was all very sweet mm-hmm. and I think they have a good relationship. But I would have liked to see a little more on the page resolution. Yeah. Just a conversation. I'm sure they had plenty, I hope. I know. I would have liked to have seen one. And like maybe some Just of the- give me like two pages, Josie. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> Like, maybe it was so much easier for them to let it go because, like, okay, Santo has the recipe again and, like, mm-hmm. clearly he's recovering and he's probably going to be okay, you know, like. And no one was really hurt by any of this, really. Except the terrible ex. Right, which fine. Which he deserved it, yeah. so, you know, but also. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. This, I like, again, this one just left me feeling, like, a little, like, mm. Yeah. But I am still a Josie Silver stan. Oh, yeah. So. No, that that hasn't changed, but. Yeah. But this one, yeah, this one did not make me cry. Yeah, I do still think this book is, I would still recommend this book um, to our dear listeners and friends. Mm-hmm. I do I, I do think it's worth a read. And not super Christmassy. We are reassured that it's not too Christmassy, despite it being a December book of the month. Yeah, there were some light Christmas references and then two like explicit Christmas scenes. But I would not call this a Christmas book. To me, a Christmas book is a book where... Christmas is a central part of the plot. Yeah, I wouldn't call this a Christmas book either. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah, it was nice. I don't always need Christmas. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I liked it. I did also really want gelato while reading it. The, uh, it was also kind of funny that we like never learned like what made the gelato so good. It's a secret. I understand, but like... <laughs> I wanted like a little hint. Like, I don't know. Did they do something special to vanilla beans? Like, yeah, or like, oh, it's like nutmeg or something. Yeah. Something, yeah. something real stupid like yeah. that. Just a slight hint of nutmeg. Yeah. But no, we never learn. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I've never made gelato, obviously. Me neither. Made ice cream, but. I've made ice cream. Remember in like science class growing up when you make ice cream in Ziploc bags? I was just thinking about that. You know, it always turned out pretty good. Or the, the when you put it in like the jar and just yes. like shake it a lot or whatever. That was always really fun as a kid because you got to shake the thing. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Remember when it was like super common in every household to have an ice cream maker? Like the ones with the tub? Yes. That you filled with the salt? Yes. Should bring that back. We should bring that back. You have a creamy. I do. <laughs> That's not quite the same thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think the final product is probably better, but the process of making it is the not process. as fun. It's not as fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's true. What are you reading right now? I know you just finished this today, so maybe what are you going to read? Well, I am in the middle of the dinner. I am doing a two at oh, one, yeah. which I don't know. I'd, I'd started it after we last recorded. So yeah, you I've, talked about it, but you hadn't started it yeah, yet. I hadn't, I hadn't started it, but I am in the middle of it right now. And I thought this book came out recently because I found out about it on TikTok. No, it came out in 2009. There's a movie adaptation. Oh, wow. Laura Linney is in it. Wow. Would you look at that? I know. Because I had mentioned it to Matthew, and I was like, oh, I'm reading this book right now. And he was like, oh, I read that. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, I think I read it when it first came out like a few years ago. And I was like, oh, shit. Hmm. I'm behind. But yeah, it's really good. It is it is one of those books where it's like technically all taking place during one evening, but there are flashbacks and things like that. And like nobody is a good person. Mm-hmm. So I am enjoying it. I think maybe I'm 40% into it right now. Nice. And... Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty good. Nice. But yeah, I- it was good enough to make a movie adaptation of it with a pretty stacked cast from what I remember. <laughs> so yeah, you'll have to watch the movie now. Yeah, maybe. 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 What are you reading? Well, I'm going to tell you something I read first. Okay. And then I'll tell you what I'm reading. For one thing, I did finish How to Fake It in Hollywood and I did not like the ending either. No. So, but I liked the rest of it. I know. That book is tough because I still recommend it with the caveat of the ending sucks i don't think it should have been a a romance novel i think those two Mm. people should not have ended up together yes like i think it should have ended differently and i would have really enjoyed it yes that is exactly how i feel but it is one of the better like hollywood set romances i've read i agree i thought it was very fun it was very fun and it felt the characters felt more three-dimensional to me than some of the other like yeah like hollywood books that i've read yes more importantly, I read the new Ashley Poston book. Oh, yes. Which comes out in June. And I requested it on NetGalley and was approved of it, approved for it the same day on NetGalley. And I read it the next day. <laughs> all in one day? You read it quick. If it wasn't all in one day, it was in two days. Yeah. I think it was within like a 36 hour. Yes. It is so fucking good. <sighs> I can't decide. I might have liked it more than The Dead Romantics. I don't know. <gasps> Whoa. I think it's recency bias, though. You know, when you just yeah. finish something. So I got to think on that a little longer. I think I liked the romance aspect of this new one better than the romance aspect in The Dead Romantics. Mm. But I think I liked overall Dead Romantics better. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, because Dead Romantics, despite it being somewhat of a romance I don't think of it as a romance me neither yeah yeah one it's hard to have romance with a ghost right they don't touch right so right this one's a little more visceral (laughs) there's a human in it some some somewhat kind of it's complicated (sighs) I'm not giving anything away no I don't want you to I got denied for it, which God, is not it's so fucking good. Uh, I'm it's not so fucking good. I'm not surprised I got denied for it because I don't I don't think I got approved for seven year slip either. I don't think you did either. I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like you haven't been on NetGalley as long as no. I have. And I'm like high volume on NetGalley. So I think I'm just like they see that I've reviewed like more than 500 books and they're like, OK, you know, my God, really? More yeah, than I've 500? been on, I've been on it since like. 
2017. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah. I've reviewed maybe 10. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you got on it like what, like two years ago? But you don't, yeah. you don't like, it's like my main way of reading, of mm. reading books. Yeah, I, it's kind of one of those things that I forget about. And then every few months I get back on and I'll make kind of like mass requests. Mm-hmm. I did get the upcoming Abby Jimenez and the upcoming Christina Lauren. Hey, me too. I'm going to do the Abby Jimenez next, I think. What are we going to do when these books are for real coming out? Reread them. Great. <laughs> because I'm definitely going to make us do an episode about this Ashley Poston book because uh. I think it's going to be your favorite Ashley Poston. Oh, my God. Because Ooh. it is, like I said in our group chat, the Gilmore Girls girlies are going to love this one. Oh, I'm so excited. It's got a very Stars Hollow-esque small town in it and oh, very yeah. Stars Hollow-esque side characters. Do we have a dog mayor again? unfortunately no oh, that's okay you can really only have one dog mayor under your belt yeah there's a there's a good cat character though okay a bookstore cat <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. so so i read that but currently i am reading say you'll be mine by naina kumar i'm not super sure that i'm pronouncing that right but it's an arranged marriage one. Oh, okay Actually, I don't know if they actually get married, but it's an arranged engagement so mm, far. Okay. It's an arranged fake engagement. Oh, so far. Okay, wait. I'm only it? like ten percent in. What's it called again? Say you'll be mine. Okay. I requested it on NetGalley after a friend of the pod, Sarah Adler, posted that she had early read it. I think it came out e- either. Oh, it came out like two weeks ago. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm liking that. And then I am going to pick up Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski again. Mm, because I, she has a new one coming out next week or yesterday. Depends. Depends. <laughs> when depends you on when listen, you're listening yeah. to it. By the time y'all listen, it'll already be out. But she has a new one coming out that's called Come Together that's for couples. Mm, and so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I have Come As You Are. And I don't know where I stashed it. It's somewhere in my house. It's kind of life-changing, man. I know. It's it is one of those that I need to pick up. Yeah, I I re- I read it initially when I was like 24 mm. and I really want to reread it now. But I think it's one of those books that every woman should read. Like I tried to give I through a series of events I ended up with two copies and I tried to gift one of said cof- copies to multiple friends who all said they already owned it. Yeah. Which is lovely. And so now I it has found a home. Yes. But I, I loved finding out today that so many of my friends already had this book. Yeah. God, where did I stash mine? I'm going to have to find it later. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Ooh. Because, yeah, Come Together will be a um, timing. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of why I want to read Come As You Are. For those who don't know, the Come As You Are is a book for women about sex and Come Together is going to be aimed at couples. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of why I want to reread Come As You Are again because I want to just like refresh my memory on like what she – like I remember the high points. Yeah. But I want to refresh my memory on what she said in that book before moving on. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Yeah. Well, we are embarking on new uncharted territory for our next episode. Oh, did you are you, are are we doing it? I thought we decided. You said that sounds fun and I didn't know if that was a final decision or not. Well, I am also kind of worried I won't read it if we don't do it. Okay, okay, then we're doing it. We're going to do 
Abigail's first, baby's first romanticy. Baby's first romanticy. We're going to read Divine Rivals, which Abigail won slash stole. I did steal it. You did steal it. Yeah. In our book exchange that we discussed last episode. So Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross came out last year. There's already a second one out. Oh. Second one also came out last year. What? Damn. Rebecca Ross is busy. And uh, yeah, it's the first romanticy that we're doing on the pod, but it's about two young rival journalists who find love through an, a magical connection, face the depths of depths of hell in a war among gods to seal their fate forever. So there you have it. There you have it. Katie delved into romanticy hardcore last year. And I'm in deep, girls. Yeah, our friend friend of the pod Sophie, big romanticy girly, mm-hmm. almost exclusively. Yeah, very very much of her reading. The majority of her yes. reading, for sure, I would say. Got a lot of friends into Akatar for sure. Mm-hmm. So this this truly is baby's first romanticy. You know what? That's maybe that's my reading goal this year. Is not I'm not going to focus on the number. I'm just going to try and like broaden my horizons Expand more. Expand some genres. Expand yeah. some genres and see what's starting to work for me. Whether that even is like doubling up, like doing a thriller and a romance mm-hmm. at the same time, kind of thing. So. Yeah. There's my reading goal. I'm also on Storygraph now. For real. Yeah. So all all the homies are on Storygraph now. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll track everything there. Which but. I was kind of an in, of enjoy, I was kind of enjoying it as a place where I just kind of shit posted reviews and now <laughs> I actually have like 10 friends on there and I'm like, oh, okay, all okay, 10 got to be for real. <laughs> <laughs> I did have like two friends, which uh, is, you know, I was like no one's paying attention to what I'm doing. Well, how much do you think they're paying attention now anyway? Not. Exactly. You can keep shit posting. Yeah, like Storygraph is less for friends and more for like your own kind of tracking. I use it because I like the like nerdy stats more. Yeah. But we're going to try out the buddy read feature. That's so. right. We are doing that. Yeah. Because apparently we learned that you can leave little notes for each other in the app. So like if I'm reading and I get to 20% and some shit goes down, I can make a little note and then it's not revealed to Abigail until she also gets to 20%. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Which I love. Yeah. And is so smart for this podcast. And why haven't we been doing that the whole time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would make our lives so much easier. It really would. Because I'm just putting notes in my notes app on my phone. God, I'm also thinking about like when we read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and you had so many flags in it. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to know what every flag of that meant. I would love to remember what every flag meant. <laughs> For your Sometimes own I just be putting them there. Just be putting flags in there. Yeah, I'm like, this is nice. Great. I highlighted fucking half of the Ashley Poston book. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't wait for you to read it. I'm really excited. But Is there an alternative app to NetGalley that can... I gotta wait till June. Unless, Ashley, you're listening to this, please give me your book. Mail it to me. I want a print galley. A print galley. Oh, also, we have to share that one in a millennial by kate kennedy came out yes last week as you're listening to this and i am listening to the i tried to listen to all of the audiobook i got an early copy of the audiobook i tried to listen to all of it before the book came out but i didn't want to speed through it i wanted to savor it so i'm not done with it yet maybe i'll be done by the time this comes out but yeah it's very very good for those who don't know because we've mentioned her we don't talk about her a lot Mm mm-hmm Kate Kennedy is the host of Be There in Five, a podcast that Katie introduced me to. 
when I was living in Houston and I listened to a lot Mm because it's just her chatting and it's lovely. It's not for everybody. No, no, it's definitely not. But I think if you're like, if you're a pop culture girly and if you like rambly podcasts, which you must if you're listening (laughs) to this one. Yeah. And I think also too, if you're like a woman in your 30s, it's super appealing because there's a lot of like niche, like a very specific subset of millennial women kind of content on there but I initially got into her because of a bunch of Taylor Swift content that she did so really she's got it all she's got it all and I'm a cusper if Mm -hmm. you will and I still very much enjoy her yeah so yeah yeah the book is lovely lots of uh early 2000s nostalgia but also a lot of early 2000s what the fuck was going on yes she does some really great deep dives on her podcast of very niche pop culture things yeah I still think about the the first episode I ever listened to where it was the one about the, like, nutrition oh, shop. Oh, my God. I know. Fuck, what was I it called? I think about it all the time. What was it called? Uh, Nutri- Nutri- something. Herbalife. Herbalife. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. The Herbalife. The Herbalife Fronts. Shops. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I think about it all the time. That was the first episode too, I ever listened to. because there's one over there. There's yep. one at the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think about it all the time. Yeah. Isn't it wild? It's like fucking South Austin nutrition or whatever. Something nutrition. Yeah. So if you want a deep dive into how all of those are fronts for Herbalife, go find that episode of hers. It yeah, came out a couple crazy. years ago, but it's crazy. Uh, I'm wondering if it's going to come up in the book, but it hasn't yet. Because some of the essays in the book have like been kind of like reformatted from the episodes, mm-hmm. I can tell, like because it's similar content. Yeah. But yeah, recommend that book. Our yeah. close personal friend, Kate. Oh, We've met her twice. We have. That is true. That is true. She she responds to my Instagram DMs sometimes. <laughs> she responded to one of mine once, and it was kind of a cheesy message, and she was just kind of like, oh, thanks so much, and I, like, felt kind of bad. Yeah. I felt a little self-conscious afterwards. I know. But I was also like, she gets a lot of these. Yeah. But it seems like her book is getting great attention. She was on GMA. Yeah, she was on GMA. She was on fucking Watch What Happens Live. That's fucking wild. That was crazy. I was like, man... Dreams really do come true because who Kate is, is a Bravo girly. Who is her publicist? I know. I got to know because if I ever make it big, I want that same publicist immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Being the bartender on Watch What Happens Live is crazy. Oh, Kate, we're so proud of you. Yeah. Come on the pod. <laughs> Please, God. That would be crazy. <laughs> maybe, maybe she'd remember us. <laughs> Manifesting this in 2024. Kate Kennedy on our podcast. Also, Taylor Swift Styles' book comes out in October. Maybe she'll come on the pod. Please. Yeah. Do love her. Connect us with your famous friends. <laughs> True. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.